Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. Now, this time, we are asking this question. Do soulmates really exist? The answer? No. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Of course, we're not done. We're not done. And listen, I promise you, I promise, I promise, promise, promise that I am not a bitter guy. I'm not a negative person when it comes to the concept of having a soulmate. I love my wife. I, honest to God, I'm a happily married man. You can look it up in the dictionary. My picture is there. I just don't believe in the concept of a soulmate any more than I believe in the concept of the Easter Bunny. First off, when we talk about a soulmate, what am I thinking of? Maybe you're thinking of something different. Well, what I think of and the definition that I'm going with is that there is another person on earth that you were meant to specifically be with. Now, I've got a problem with this for a few reasons. Number one, there's a lot of people on this earth. Number two, most are exposed only to those that they know regionally. You know, so there's that. And also, since no two people are flawlessly perfect together, one or both may feel who they are with the other person is not their soulmate all of a sudden because, say, one may discover the other likes orange juice more than apple juice, at which point the stars become unaligned and the devastating reality that their storybook might be missing a few pages creeps in. Then there's those that never, ever, ever let people in too closely because their gut or a perceived difference tells them, I like this person, but are they really the one? Because the one is out there. Now, I can hear some of you saying, wow, Chris, this is kind of negative. Why are you being so negative? I thought you were our friend. I thought you were a fellow dreamer. Don't you believe in love and first sight? Haven't you seen people that are perfect together? Listen, here's my answers to those questions. Number one, I am totally not being negative. I promise you. Number two, I 100% believe in attraction at first sight. And number three, yes, I have seen people that are great and maybe even could be called perfect together. But here's my take on it. I also believe that while chemistry is a real thing and that love is a sublime thing, that relationships also take work. Then, building on this premise, 
when people who are attracted to each other, love each other, like each other, care about each other unselfishly, and forgive each other, work at their relationships, then you see people that are perfect for each other. Then amazing things can happen. Psychology Today says that people who use a, quote, perfect match definition of soulmates tend to experience overreactions to conflict and lower relationship satisfaction. And that would make sense, right? If I believe that you are my perfect match, when we bump up against inevitable conflict, I'm going to feel disappointed and confused. Wait a minute. It shouldn't feel like this. We shouldn't have this problem. We also are fed different things concerning the concept of soulmates in pop culture. Uh, Pop culture has a tendency to either bluntly point this reality out to us, or how do I put this? Maybe dismiss it into the fluffy, clouded relationship soulmate perfection petting zoo, the audience of which probably more than likely feels that this particular podcast is stepping all over their dreams. But I'm going to let you do the math, and I will allow you to tell me to come up with who actually wins here. We're going to play a little game, and I'm not even going to tell you how to play. You're just going to figure it out for yourself, and I promise you we're all going to understand. You ready? Mike and Carol. Jim and Pam. Monica and Chandler. Ward and June. George and Wheezy. Jake and Amy, Frank and Estelle, Ben and Leslie, Ralph and Alice, Archie and Edith, Nick and Jess, Luke and Lorelei, Kevin and Winnie, Randall and Beth, Rob and Laura, and Lucy, and Ricky. Well, this should hold us for a bit. Why did I bring this up? Again, the point is this. Other than Lucy and Ricky on this list, all of these couples are fictitious, first off. And and noting Lucy and Ricky, which of course was actually Lucy and Desi, I Love Lucy may have been the vehicle to actually kind of be the last hope to hold Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz's marriage together when all looked hopeless at that time in their marriage by that point, which was already troubled by alcoholism and infidelity. But still, co-stars and on-screen, this husband and wife duo seem like soulmates on I Love Lucy. Let's, Let's make this a little bit more personal. I have friends in my life that are women. Some of you listen to this, and and I appreciate you very much. And some of these women, from a California cultural standpoint, in the sense that I grew up there and they grew up there, I probably have more in common with some of them on that level than I do with my wife. We have bonding touchstones. And you know what? I'm sure it's exactly the same for her. 
see, I'm sure she has friends in her life that are men that are from a New York cultural standpoint in the sense of growing up there that she has way more in common with than she does with me. And you know what? The thing is, all of that is okay. It's okay that she gets happy inside when a salsa song starts at a party and I don't. It's okay that I like outsider music like the Shags and she doesn't and never will. Does she sometimes wish that her husband, Chris, would scream, that's my jam, when an Oscar De Leon song comes on at a party and secretly wishes that he forces the room to make a circle around them so they can tear the carpet apart? I'm sure she does. Why shouldn't she? She should. Would I love to be able to discuss the worst movies ever and have an intense debate over whether Kiss Meets the Phantom is a worse movie than the giant Gila monster? Sure. But here's the thing. That's not going to happen. We are us. I, and here's the thing. I don't want Chris 2.0. I want her. See, the differences in relationships, once understood and accepted, interestingly, often happen to be the stitching that drives compassion and cultivates forgiveness. When this is evident and known and realized, and when you really care about someone, so there's no blatant hurting of one another, a lot of times we generally can just chalk unpleasant moments up to simply the fact that we just don't always understand each other. And you know what? That's fine. That's okay. It's not personal. In fact, in our case, Often, her strengths are my weaknesses, and in many cases, the same is true in, in reverse. Not always, but again, often. So here's the big question. Is my wife my soulmate? No. I am not the one man who fell to earth from heaven that was designed to make her happy. That is insane. That is insane thinking, but I will tell you this, and it's our anniversary this month, and I mean it, I love her, and I like her, and she's my best friend, and I certainly hope that that's good enough. So from there, we live and forgive and both try not to be overly selfish and so far so good many years later. For marriage in particular, this means, again, that it takes some effort. You don't stop working at it. Uh, the magazine Awake says this, The difficult part is continuing to manifest such qualities after the wedding day. However, the secret to success in manifesting such good qualities is this, Love the person you married and be willing to make sacrifices. This, to me, is so much more realistic than the concept of having a soulmate. Let's close here. The idea of people meeting on the love boat and within one hour episode finding that person where it was written in the stars that they were always looking for for their entire lives and they're a perfect match is insanely super fun to watch. 
especially with B and C list casts. But thinking these people on that Pacific princess each found their soulmates is about as realistic as Bernie Capel's medical degree. So let love be enchanting because it is. Let love be wonderful because it is. Let love be soulful because it is. And go ahead and fall in love and melt and be crazy and be beside yourself. Just be realistic too. That's fair, right? We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Soulmate playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Soulmate. Here we go. Track number one. I found this. I'd never heard this song before. It's a very, very simple acoustic song. Uh, very rudimentary in, in a good way, like raw. It's by an artist named Jess Benko, and the song is called A Soulmate That Wasn't Meant To Be. The rest of them I had all heard before, but not that one. It, it was I thought it was a, a good one. Number two, Nothing Lasts Forever by Echo and the Bunnymen. Number three, The Motels with Only the Lonely. Number four, The Only One I Know by the Charlatans, or the Charlatans UK, depending on how you look it up. Number five is Primal Scream with Love You. Number six is a super dreamy oldie by Rosie and the Originals called Angel from Above. They had another, their big hit was Angel Baby. Remember that song? I don't know. I, 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 I always pictured her with like really huge hoop earrings and like chewing gum while she was singing. Number seven from their outstanding green record, R.E.M. with You Are the Everything. Number eight is Paul Weller with It's Written in the Stars. Number nine is called Another Girl, Another Planet by The Only Ones. And number 10 from their Park Life record, Blur, with the very, very pretty to the end. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast Soulmate. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our tiny show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners here in the United States, in addition to everywhere else, now in Mentor, Ohio, and Laredo, Texas. And check this out. We have some new neighbors listening to this podcast in Skane, Sweden, and in Osaka, Japan. Welcome to Refresher. Hey, I want to tell all of you guys something. Did you guys realize that plants improve the air around you and they actually help to improve your mood? That's a real thing. Anyway, Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container. They sell the plants too, but you really should check out their awesome website because their goal is for you to take your pet plant to go. Take your plant with you places. Their website is www leafy.com that's www.leafve.com we also want to thank our friends at designcraft for being a part of all this uh, designcraft is at the forefront of the millwork industry constantly innovating to meet custom needs 
words can't describe how great their work is. You're just going to have to see samples of it at their website. And they spell it in a kind of a different way, too. It's uh, www.dezignkraft.com. Finally, as always, we've got our friends at the Managing Expectations podcast. It's a podcast for interesting people by interesting people, wading into all the things that make them interesting, be it music, art, books, movies, and generally the passing scene. You can check them out at managingexpectationspodcast.com. I say this all the time. You're never going to hear me stop saying this in one fashion or another. The show does not exist without you. You did this. You made this happen. Thank you so much. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Sometimes people need companionship and they're not really into getting out and doing things. Well, maybe this show can be their companionship. If you think sometimes this may appeal to somebody's sense of humor or maybe their sense of entertainment, let them know. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, we encourage you, if you can, to make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. Sometimes you're like, what does that mean? Okay, when you, where you, wherever you found this to click on it, probably on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you are, it'll give you a little brief little definition or a synopsis of what this episode was about. Right after that generally is a link that you can contribute to if that's something that you'd like to do. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. And if you're so inclined, that would be awesome. But whether you do or whether you don't, please feel free to listen and enjoy anytime. This show is yours. Also, books that I've written involving a lot of interviews with some pretty famous people including t-shirts, merchandise, all that good stuff are all found at our website, which is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late. And it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, and this time it's for real, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.